His car was going so slow that even a snail could go faster. But there was something that questioned you. He was heading to the forest. Strange. You didn't even know why you were following him for a stupid file on a car with a flat tire. You knew that it was dangerous in every way, but somehow you were unstoppable and intrigued to find out his intentions. When he finally stopped the car, both you and him were deep in the forest. He got off the car and he seemed to be struggling to walk because he was tripping over twigs. Twigs? You got off your car and stalked him. It was getting darker and darker the further you walked in. You rubbed your eyes because they were dirty and when you looked up again, he was gone. Looking for where he was and wondering if you were the main character of a horror movie, you felt something placed on your temple. You tried to turn your head to see what was going on but a hand held your two hands together tightly. Who are you and why are you following me? A voice whispered in your ear. That voice sent your chills down your spine. You were too startled to answer, but hearing now response, he held your hands tighter and it was starting to hurt you. Soon you realized the object placed on your temple was a gun. He could move a finger and you you'd be dead. Look, he stuttered, trying to sound calm. I come in peace. He released your hands but still had the gun on your head. It was the man in black, aiming his gun on your temple. You breathed. I believe that you took the wrong file. I've got your file. He forcibly reversed your body in the direction where you could face him. He still had the gun on your fatal spot and that's when you could see him. Drops of sweat rolled down his head and there were blood stains by his mouth. How can I? He said while his face leaning towards yours. Trust you. He said that trust stronger as his magnetic voice tingled in your ears. He was so close to you that you could feel his breath brushing your nose and you could look at his pair of mysterious eyes carefully. Just as you were about to say something, his weight collapsed onto you. His head rested on your shoulder. You weren't sure what to do, but you tried to wake him up. Oh, hello. Hey. Hey. Hello. You touched his forehead and it was scorching. He had fever for sure. He looked around to find somewhere that there shelter or something where he could rest in and the only thing came into your eyes that was close enough was the cave. There was no way you were carrying him back into your car or his car so far away. You took his arm around your neck as he walked step by step heavily to the cave. You dropped him down as soon as he got inside. He panted exhaustively. You tried to kill me and I'm helping you. You said to him teasingly. He tried to get rid of that gun he had bought holding, but he clutched it so hard as if it was some kind of precious treasure. He rolled the eyes at his trust issues and sat down on the corky and rocky ground. There were so many rocks. <sighs> he looked at him and his eyebrows were knitted while he kept moving his body. You took off his jacket for him and got out of a packet of tissues from your pocket as he wiped his blood stains and sweat. You decided to check outside if there was a lake or river around you, so you could get some water for him. There was a lake with some littered bottles in the grass, which you found yourself specially lucky to find. You took two bottles and rinsed them in the water and filled with them with water. You sprinkled some water into a tissue and cleaned his head, his neck and his hands. You couldn't find anything to wrap his injury after you cleaned it, so you tore a tiny piece of fabric from your shirt and wrapped it around his wounds. A wet tissue was placed on his forehead and changed it whenever it was too hot. 
accidentally felt his stomach and discovered that it was drenched. He lifted his shirt and found that a cut on his tummy, dripping with blood. His chest and waist had all kinds of scars. Other than that, his body was rather milk in color and was well built with all those abs he couldn't resist not to look at. He cleaned the blood off and tore his jacket apart, wrapping it around his waist and put his clothes back on again. After he changed the wet tissue on his forehead for the third time, his eyes opened while he mumbled for water. He poured the liquid into his mouth slowly as he swallowed. He was satisfied and went back to sleep. Wow. Tired, he laid beside him and went to sleep too. Man in Black's point of view. He woke up to feel much better from last night, but he found himself lying in a cave next to a sleeping girl. So what happened last night? Huh. He went to Kim Namjoon yesterday, got that file drove away, and that annoying girl followed him. She said she's got his file and he got hers. His stomach is still paining, but he lifted his shirt to find something wrapping his injury. Oh, is this my fucking jacket? He rolled his eyes at that girl who still fast asleep like a pig. There was wet paper on his forehead. Did she take care of me last night? He had many suspicions of you as he grew more and more curious. Is she police or what? He decided to go check at this file if it was correct the one. He was actually found and that came Nanjun. He managed to get into the car and opened the door, snatching the file to find that she was right. He had the wrong file. That was not the point. He had to destroy this file immediately. The file contained information of him as Kim Sook Jin, the serial killer. And she still hasn't noticed who he was. His eyes were sharp and gleamy. Now he finally knew why she was by the door of Kim Nam Joon. He set a fire with a lighter in his car and dumped the fire into the blaze, watching every sheet of paper burn into ashes. Miley's point of view. You woke up with a backache, while well, probably every muscle in your body was paining, and an irritating headache. He saw the man in black sitting against a piece of rock, looking outside. How are you feeling this morning? He asked while struggling to get up as your legs were shaking. He looked at you with despise, his eyes shining in the dark, bright like the sun shining in. He walked to him and put a hand in front of him. My file. He looked at you as if you said an unfunny joke. What file? He asked, one eyebrow raised up. He couldn't believe his ears. My gosh, he lost it? He tilted his head like a cat, slowly with a tiny sly smile. And my file? I, of course I have it, he said proudly and spiritually. But you've got to come find mine before I give yours. He sneered. Are you sure you've got the file? He asked you. His words somehow got you really scared. Uh, of course. Now give my file, he said. What are you going to do if I don't have it? You were absolutely and completely speechless. Your eyes were wide open, astonished of his words. Please, you pleaded. I really need it. He looked at you back with the expression he felt like punching. I said, what are you going to do if I don't have it? He said, you dropped yourself on the rocky ground sitting on the rough surface. I will stay here with you until you give me what I want. 
He squinted at you, unsatisfied of your answer. Fine, he finally said. Stay if you want. You were frustrated at how irrational he was. But you weren't going to give up on this stubborn man? You bite your lips saying how boring the cave was. There wasn't even signal in here. Mr. Kim must be truly mad with me. He mumbled quietly, annoyed. There wasn't anyone speaking until you asked him. What is your name? He looked outside without answering your question. Hello? He reminded. Jin, he said. What? What did he say? He asked. Jin, he explained. Oh, well, my name is Park Miley. You introduce yourself. He didn't look interested, so there was silence again. Get out, please. He ordered, suddenly fidgeting with his clothes. What? Why? He asked. He stood up and walked slowly towards you, causing you to stand up too, and you started walking backwards. He was closer and closer, not breaking the intimidating eye contact with you until your back hit that rocky wall. He came closer and whispered into your ears. I want to rewrap the bandage. You did for me last night? Then he pulled back and looked at your face. Your cheeks were already flushed with a rosy pink. Unless you like to see me naked again, he said softly. Your legs were probably weak and melted by now. You pushed him away and ran out of the cave, avoiding to let him see your bright red face. His smile disappeared instantly the second that you ran away. His eyes became mean and heartless again. Something that's bugging me needs to go.